I'm Phil DeLuca. <laughs> I'm Shivam Butt. And we are Commander In. Thanks for listening, everybody. We are a little bit punchy because we've been having fun before the show started. We put a spotlight on community issues, but never, ever talk about three banned topics. Religion, unlike last time, politics, and Hearthstone. Even though we didn't really talk about religion. We didn't really talk about religion. No, just barely mentioned it. Yeah. We wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, we got distracted by an awesome topic, similar to today's show but entirely different. Whew. So a lot of people, Shivam, ask us, how, how, Phil and Shivam, can I help the show? Well, there's a number of ways. <laughs> the first, don't forget to visit us on YouTube to comment, rate, and subscribe as it is. Mash that button. Just mash it. Ring that bell. What else? What else can we say? What else do the kids say? Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. And play us to the very end because that actually matters. The algorithm goes, oh, hey, look, people are playing them to the very end. People must like watching them. So please play us to the very end. We'll get in front of more people. Another way to help is to give us positive reviews. Like you can you can smash that like button, like we were saying. Or go to iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcast from and give us a rating and give us a review. Tell us what you think. We sometimes read those. It's a lot of fun. Read them on the air, I mean. That's how we got some of our (laughs) outros here. Or you can always tell a friend. Nothing better than telling a friend about a podcast you like. I've done that several times to several podcasts this week alone. Or if you want to take that ultimate step and support us, you can visit patreon.com slash commander at MTG. Donate a buck a show. It helps tremendously. Or you can go to commander slash donations. And that is through PayPal. And again, we have a recurring subscription there, a buck a month, five bucks a month. It's really helpful no matter what you do. Or lastly, you can go to the GoFundMe page we set up. Search GoFundMe for Commander in Podcasts and use the result that has the C logo on it, our little fiery C logo. So we have a wonderful show lined up for our listeners this time, don't we, Shivam? It's one that you have poured the ranch dressing of your soul onto, shall we say. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) since we are in an extra festive mood tonight. Oh, good gracious. It is the season where most people start worrying about their waists and whether or not they're going to fit in their pants after the season, we've decided... Waste not. It's a great card. People should play it. That's right. That's right. (laughs) We wanted to talk about something near and dear to our hearts and yours, food. But we decided to focus it on cards that show or depict food. And, Shivam, you put together something special for our listeners, didn't you? Well, I did, Phil. Now, first off, we off, we must actually put the disclaimer out that Mark Rosewater says every time, which is, do mm. not eat the delicious cards, please. They're not meant to be eaten. This is just for display <laughs> use only. But the thing is, you know, this time of year, people are talking about all of the things that they're going to put on their big festive tables, be it for one of the two major holidays <laughs> in America uh, that hit around this uh, late winter season. But you know what? 
us vegetarians often feel left out. So I decided to build a deck that I'd been planning on building for a long time. My side salad. Because <laughs> that's what we got to bring to eat when we're at these big American parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a side salad for one. And I love puns. I can't help it. Side salad <laughs> is the best friggin'. This is an entirely theme deck based around the cycle of farming and eating and festiving. And <laughs> I think it's going to actually play pretty well, too. <laughs> I'm super psyched about this. It's, you guys have no idea. I've been, like, brewing this for weeks and weeks. It's just like, uh, this is this is one of those passion projects that I get into, and I had a really good time putting this together. Yep. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about some of the highlight cards. And for those listeners who want to see what's in Shivam's deck, or maybe even download it, bring it to your store, buy some cards, build the deck yourself, and then take pictures of you playing this deck and tweet it at us, uh, you know, we'll provide a link in the show notes to our deck stats page. But you can always go up to deckstats.net slash commander at MTG and take a look at all of our decks, including this one. This one will be in Shivam's folder. Go take a look at that. You can even do that while you're listening. We were giddy when the show opened because before the show, we selected a contest winner for our hashtag protect your deck on Twitter contest. The one that we uh, we started running when Bo from Crossbow Gaming came to visit us. Remember, that's the one where Shivam revealed his love of exotic wood. <laughs> and then and then proceeded to <laughs> geek out about it. Now, Shivam, hey man, I still get comments about that show. Oh, it was a really good show. It, like you just went nuts there. It was not, it, and not nuts in a bad way. It was just you were like, oh, by the way, everyone, here's this secret <laughs> <laughs> love that I have, and boom, it came all out on the air. It was a really good show. <laughs> you want to, you want to hear the name, Shivam, and we'll tell everybody. All right, who the winner of this beautiful curled maple box is. Supplied to us by uh, Bo from Xbo Gaming. That's uh, at X-B-E-A-U-G-A-M-I-N-G. And so this is one of the people who tweeted at us and also included the hashtag protect your deck. Number 31. Are you ready? Let's bring it. Okay. Drum roll. Congratulations to our winner, Kevin James Creech. Who is at panda nerd fifty five? Cool <laughs> on Twitter. Yep. Congratulations. Congratulations, Kevin. So write to us by direct messaging us on Twitter. We have followed your account, so it's easier for you to direct message us. We'll set you up with a beautiful curled maple deck box. What a fantastic gift, isn't it? I wish I had another one. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Both for your support. And for joining our contest, because believe me, these boxes are amazing. And the longer we hang on to them, the less likely they are that they're going to leave us. My goodness, it's beautiful. It's probably the best of the lot, frankly. Yeah, I don't know why you're giving the good one away, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I guess that's the way these contests are supposed to work. Yeah. Congratulations, Kevin, and we want to send this out to you. This will air well before Christmas, so make sure you get your information to us. We're finally going to send out that beautiful curled maple deck box i'm so jealous i don't want to let it go <laughs> <laughs> i really don't but you know what 
We need to serve our fans. And I hope that you guys enjoy this. I'm so, so happy for you. And thanks to Bo again for providing this to us. Because frankly, this is one of the coolest giveaways. And yep, I know I love my deck box. And I know that you do too, Phil. And I hope that our winner does as well. I'm sure he will. So send us pictures. Let us see it in action. It's gorgeous. Now we're going to get on to our... Well, no, we're not even going to get on to our main topic. We're going to... Uh, what is the term? Wet our listeners' appetite for the main topic, which is, of course, a side salad. And uh, I thought it would be kind of cute to go through like some of the oldest cards in Magic and find all the ones that depict some sort of food or food-like product or maybe even just utensils. <laughs> Magic has had a lot of weird cards in the early days. It really has. And there were a lot of them that had some really bizarre artwork. And... uh it's harder than you think to find food-related cards in Magic, but some of the ones are just so weird that we had to share them. Well, listeners, strap yourselves in because we're going all the way back to Alpha for some of these, and uh, then we walk basically through to Homelands. <laughs> yeah, because that's when we were like, you know what, man? They get it. They get it. <laughs> they get it. It's enough. And so, you know, listeners, we, we prepare show notes. This section is entitled, Mmm... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, we were giddy oh god phil you're killing me here <laughs> we were really giddy we are really giddy i should say this was a real fun one to put together let me tell you guys it's like yep. some real silly stuff in here <laughs> so the first one and we'll put these up in the video as well but the first one is uh i always pronounce this samite healer but it could be samite yeah yep everybody calls it a samite healer unless they're wrong we're not going to go too much into what these things do, but this one has lots of jars of unguents, and and it looks sort of like the healer in Tom Wainerstrand's art. Yeah, it, lo it looks basically, actually, it looks like a healer on his lunch break, frankly. Yeah, except the lunch would be a person, so I think what he's doing is stuffing his hand into the guy's mouth. It's really hard to tell. Oh my god, for like 30 years I thought that was a loaf of bread. <laughs> That is real creepy now. It could be a loaf of bread. I mean... A loaf of bread the shape of a dude? <laughs> yeah, the shape of a dude with tentacles. Yeah, know. so, you know, it's funny because it's right next to the card Winter Orb from Alpha, yep. which has a polar bear standing over a carcass of, <laughs> uh, you know, pile of carcasses and bones, which is maybe a little bit more of what old Sammy was looking <laughs> well, at. Well, polar bears... Uh, Polar bears, you know, they celebrate holidays, too. And whatever that was, was this thing's meal. <laughs> you know, they at, at least he is properly eating what he should be eating. Unlike this poor, maybe the Samite healer is a cannibal. Uh, you know, yeah, alpha cards are weird. <laughs> then this, this next one, we uh, sometimes scramble it. We sometimes uh, fold it into... Uh, an omelet. Sometimes we bake it into a frittata. And frankly, when somebody plays it on the other side, you sure feel like they're rotten. Yeah, because it's dingus egg. And now nothing's eating the dingus egg. Later on in Magic, there are things eating eggs. But this is just a mess, but it's an egg and we eat eggs, right? So it's kind of a stretch. Dingus egg is like also just one of those super great just hate cards. Yeah. Like you put out Armageddon and you put out dingus egg and just ruin their life. Yep. Because uh, Dingus Egg does two damage every time you uh, lose a land, and it's miserable. <laughs> miserable. 
Frankly, the best egg in uh, Magic was Rook Egg. Yeah, Rook Egg was good. I do love that card. I wouldn't eat that one, though. The Rook would get me. Yeah, he, he probably would be a little uh, disappointed at being eaten. But that's why you go to the farmstead. That's right. Now, now this is our series, our short series of <laughs> cards you go to to get the food. This is farmstead. <laughs> <laughs> the, God, dude, this card, when you look at it, it's like so weird. <laughs> It's it's an enchant land that costs three white mana. And first off, enchant land, right? Like those don't happen very often these days. Target land controller gains one life each upkeep if you pay two white, which means this guy's got an upkeep of two to gain one life every turn. On like this this has to be one of the worst cards ever made. But by God, it certainly feels like a farmstead. When you when you compare it to healing sav even Right. Healing Sav was one white mana for three life, right? It was the one for three back in the days when they thought three life was equal to three cards or plus three plus three. <laughs> or three mana. Or... or three mana, yeah. Or three damage, lightning bolt. Yeah, but you know what it's not worth? Uh, three white. <laughs> no, it's not worth three life. And so Farmstead, for the low cost of five mana, you can have one life. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. Maybe it'll help you save yourself from that dingus egg. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Unless they strip mine the land that your farmstead's on it, at which point you're just crying. Oh. Well, I mean, look, dude, once you've gone to the farmstead, you've grown your crops, you have to take them somewhere to oh, sell yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And that might as well be the Bazaar of Baghdad, where they immediately take all your food and throw it into the graveyard. <laughs> and throw it into the graveyard. <laughs> they not only take the food you just bought, but the food that you brought with you for lunch. Yeah, it turns out this is where Samite Healer's been getting his loaves of human. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And, uh... and of course, once you, once you get to, you know, fill in my age, you suddenly have to take <laughs> a lot more fish liver oil because of we're just creaky old men. Uh, I'm not creepy. Also, God, these cards, except for Bizarre Baghdad, these cards were universally terrible. They were really terrible. I never saw Farmstead played. I put it in my deck once. Really? And then I was like, this cost, for the amount of mana this is doing, I could play Sarah Angel instead. You know what Sarah Angel does? <laughs> Wins games. <laughs> yeah, for five mana, I can have a 4-4 four, four flying vigilant creature. Or one life. You know, you you can keep the farm. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so fish liver oil. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, but fish liver oil in Arabian Nights was at least paired with one of the other cooler cards. Oh, yeah. Drop of Honey, which, uh, let's be honest, is far more palatable than fish liver. Yes, and Drop of Honey is a... And also is just like one of the most busted yeah. green cards ever made. It's beautiful. Yeah, this card would actually be really good in EDH too, isn't it? Yeah. During your upkeep, uh, the creature in play with the lowest power is destroyed and can't be regenerated. Yeah. That is pretty bonkers. Just one mana free kill a creature every turn? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a green card, right? That's totally green. And if there's a tie, you choose. <laughs> <laughs> the caster chooses. That's pretty good. Hey, man, it, it's fair. <laughs> so one of the juiciest cards from early Magic... If you, if you didn't already have the show notes, could you guess? Oh. All right, listeners, guess. What are we talking about when we say it's a juicy card? If you said Juzam Jin, <sighs> you'd be correct. And this guy, he loves his uh, snacks alive and kicking and human-shaped. See, I would have thought uh, like Wall of Flesh or whatever that was, the one that's made out of like all bloppy, ugly things. Oh. <laughs> that's super gross, gross card. 
we let the monsters eat the humans. <laughs> no, but but old Jizzy here's uh one of like this is my white whale. This is the card that I've always wanted to own and basically never will. You know, fi- well unless somebody randomly gives you <laughs> one at some. You know, weirder things have happened in my life. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't wait to see that in action. By the way, we're talking about Shivam's Candelabra, uh, dude. It's yeah, well, the thing about Jism Jin, you might be wondering, why is he on here? Well, because uh, there's a poor gentleman there who didn't take his fish liver oil like his mother told him to, who is about to get eaten. Yes, he is. Because uh, look at that grin. That grin does not say, you know what, I'm going to give this man a nice house and maybe set him free in the in the hinterland and let him live a happy long life. No, this says, I'm about to pick the crap out of my teeth with you. <laughs> He's he's not gonna pick. He's gonna need a toothpick to get that guy out of his teeth. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wish I I think I had one of these back in the day and I traded it because I was like, oh, it does one point of damage to me. Yeah, I I uh, this was one of the first cards I ever proxied with a dot matrix <laughs> printer that I then taped over a basic li- island or something like that. Oh God. Uh, it didn't fly very well. Nobody no. ever thought that it was a real card. I don't know why it looked like a really great dot matrix printer copy. Well, it's because Juzam Jin doesn't fly. No, not so much. <laughs> uh, wow, Urza's Chalice. Well, I guess you got to have something to drink out of, right? Yeah. You got to wash, wash that, uh, that, that dude down, I guess, or Wall of Flesh. Now, ironically, you could have also gone back to Alpha and used the Ivory Cup, of which are just totally useless. Yeah, that's true. I could have. This one has a hand in it. Although I guess Urza's Chalice might have some utility. You know, it's a, an artifact-based thing. Any artifact cast by any player gives you a life. That's actually different because, like, most of the time... Oh, no, it's not. The other ones used to give you life if anybody cast a thing. It's a pretty cup. I selected this one because it has the guy's hand in it. Presumably it's Urza. And then while we're talking about eating things, no retrospective of such cards would be complete without mentioning Atogs. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. The first cards that ate other cards. Yep. Man, it's funny because like in the old days, and I know that this word has been used for other things, but we used to call those like eggs type of decks because the Atog would sit there and just eat all your artifacts, popping them into his mouth, going, hunt, 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 get super big and then just punch you. <laughs> because I don't know, the food made him angry or maybe he was mad that there was no food left. And of course, Atog and all of his kinsmen, like Chronotog and Atogatog and Psychotog and friends, or just Foratog, and I don't know, there's a whole ton of them. They like to eat things. They're big alien looking mouths. Yep. They're just cookie monsters and Atog. They're just eaters. They're gremlins before gremlins were popular. Yeah. I love this card. Everybody loves this card. I kind of hoped we would see them in Kaladesh, but. You know, that would have made sense more so than the gremlins would have, but I guess, you know, whatever. <laughs> this so much be mad. They should have been Atogs. We weren't content with just doing a retrospective of the early cards that reminded us of food, so we asked our ten dollar and above patrons in our brand new Discord chat group. We'll tell you how to join that at the very end of the show, listeners. And we so we asked them to come up with three cards each, and uh, of course, Andy Bentley was the first person to start adding cards. And uh, do you? What did he entitle this? Andy called it the host, the crazy uncle, and a sharp knife. (laughs) I mean, these are all things you expect at the feast, right? You've got the master of the feast, which is that card from the Theros block, which uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent draws a card. He's having the feast. Everybody gets to eat. 
that's actually really thematic and cool. I like that a lot. He's a 5-5 five, five for three mana. Oh, yeah, he's busted. And as long as you have Underworld Dreams out, then everybody gets indigestion, too. <laughs> You've got old Uncle Carl, Carl of the Ghost Council, who is your friendly, uh, let's say, less than polite uncle sitting at the table complaining about everything you put in front of him. <laughs> but you have to invite him because reasons. He's the kind of guy that when he comes to a party, people start offering him food like they are in that picture. Because that's food, right? could be gold who knows well let, yes yeah. let's call it food it's it's samite healer food it's <laughs> uh, and then he needed a sharp knife right i mean look dude the samite healer's got to get uncle carl food somehow and how do you do that with a butcher's cleaver <laughs> <laughs> god. god that poor samite healer is just such a terrifically horrible person now <laughs> you know i have to say i had no intention of ever using a samite healer again but now i can't look at him in the same way no because he's yeah. gonna kill you in your sleep and then <laughs> feed you to uncle carl after stuffing your face <laughs> with unguents please we call those marinade <laughs> butcher's cleaver is a hell of a good card now tyler webb another patron of ours tyler t money webb he submits a three-course meal i've played with at least one of these cards I'm not going to tell you which, though. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, so now there are three very fundamental parts of your food. There's the uh, intro course, the appetizer, which is also sometimes known as the soup course. And one of the greatest cards ever made in M, I think it was, it was M15, when we had the uh, outside designers come in. James Ernest of Cheap Ass Games, who is also an artist from the early days of Magic, he drew Reality Twist created the card hot soup <laughs> hot soup coming through i love this card it's so quirky and out of place and delightful yep the second part of course is the salad course which you have to have the bountiful harvest to be able to get all that food from and this card's actually really good too in certain life gainy type decks <laughs> okay well maybe not really good but it's okay good so this is the one i've used <laughs> If you're, if you're going to make a really terrible deck out of this, you can do some bad things. I guess so, yeah. Uh, and then finally, you've got the un, was it unglued, unhinged, un... Unstable. Stable. Unstable. You've got the unstable card, Just Desserts, which I swear to God, Morrow made just to be able to give us a full meal because we didn't have a dessert card. Hmm. But I love this one. It's the one that does pie damage to a target. You guys get it? Pie? Yes. Because they're... See, it's a joke. Yeah. Throwing pie because because you know pies are both numbers and also food items that you eat yeah and we have an anonymous patron who actually a patron who chooses to remain anonymous shall we say the lord of the bottomless pit <laughs> there is a theme to this <laughs> can you guess the theme oh man that's a clever yeah. clever set so first off you've got the obvious person who comes to your party Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger. Oh, I hate feeding that guy. Yeah, well, you know, he's going to eat your whole deck and then probably your table chairs and then... And uh, then you. <laughs> all the food in your house. <laughs> and right next to him is the Lord of Extinction, which is, just came out again as a full art box shopper for Ultimate Masters. But you know why this is there? Because it's literally a giant inhaling <laughs> mouth. <laughs> like, this guy is just going to, like, you out of house and home, literally. He'll he'll eat you out of house and home, and then your home, and then eat you too. 
and then your neighborhood and probably your planet <laughs> and it is yeah it's it's like some giant vacuum air hammerhead shark with a vacuum mouth yes that's exactly what it is and then of course one of the grossest cards ever made maw of the opposite which is actually a fantastic card but like oh it's that ugly bloated thrall guy just like he's got the mouth in his stomach and they're People are just falling into it. Oh, it creeps me out. I mean, he, he comes in style, though. Look at that robe, and then look at those sunglasses he's wearing. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, God. This is so gross. Yep. Randy Gallegos. Nice work. Anyways. <sighs> <laughs> and after you've been eating like the maw of the Obsidat, you're going to have a lot of stomach pain and indigestion, as evinced by the earliest days of artwork, like feedback that old blue enchantment enchantment that lets you take damage. But it's got this guy who's just getting zapped in his stomach. In the stomach. And he's just like, oh, that's miserable. While we were going through these cards, I saw a lot of stomach attacks. <laughs> the only way. People know to hit it where it hurts, man. Like, yeah, so feedback, the guy, I guess, I guess uh, this is one damage to controller of target enchantment. And I guess that damage is done to your belly because that's what's happening. And uh, then yeah. you know how to paralyze a person, right? Oh, man. I love the card <laughs> paralyze. I used to use this all the time. But also, there's another person who's just like getting the reverse Care Bear stare right yeah, into their stomach. you zap. And just going like, oh. You, you, apparently, that is the way you paralyze people in magic. You just zap them in the stomach and then they're frozen. Yeah, well, it's basically like, I ate too much. <laughs> but frankly, Power Leak, the last card you have there really is the most evocative Drew Tucker painting of feeling real miserable <laughs> if you just hit something. Yeah. It's this guy just hunched over and you can just see this like anguish in his pose. Kinda. Oh, I it, love this card. Yeah, it's in it's in his pose, but apparently he's ruptured his belly because his food is spilling out. Yeah, you know what abstract art is weird, but this guy's seen better days. <laughs> He sure has. But I used to actually play this card because it was really, really good. It would ruin people's days. I actually played both Feedback and Power Leak. If they don't have a way to sack their own enchantment, this is pretty good. Yeah, and you know how many people had ways to sack their own enchantments in the days of Revised? <laughs> Not too Not many. Not too many. I did use that one too. So the Samite healer lost his ring when he was stuffing that unguent into the guy's face. <laughs> yeah, so he's got to go use Sacrifice. Yep. Where they strap the dude down, put the knife on his chest, and geez, Phil, what are you trying to tell us about but your dinners, man? No, no, this isn't this isn't his chest, Shivam. This is his stomach. That's oh, like he, this guy's gonna get stabbed in reverse into his stomach. Like this is horrible. Yeah. I mean, sure, sacrifice is the a, sacrifice yeah. card was I mean, this is one of the most evocative pieces of art, right? Like it does what it says on the table. Ah, somebody's gonna be eating well tonight, <laughs> and it's not me. But again, it's a stomach attack. And uh, yes. after you've been stabbed and or power leaked and or paralyzed and or feedbacked in the <laughs> stomach or kicked, power of course, you're going to end up probably returning all that food, just like that brainy orb oh. thing on the chaos orb, which is vomiting lava. Hurling. <laughs> it's vomiting lava. Maybe that's your beholder, the legendary beholder that you were looking for. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, Chaos Orb is definitely not having a good day. No. <laughs> Somebody just power leaked him, and now he's just like... Bruh, bruh, bruh. Did you see that Rachel just showed off a... Uh, I think it was a beta Chaos Orb. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. That's that's nice. Oh, man. 
Chaos Orb is always like a card I just never understood because I don't want manual dexterity in my magic. I'm glad they never went down that path. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. That card from Unstable where you have to toss it onto the table from three feet away. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah, that card is great. It builds so much suspense and then most often results in a humiliating letdown. But when it works, it's amazing. <laughs> it's a great yeah. story. All right, so let's uh, let's get into the holiday spirit a little bit more and, uh, and talk about your side Thalid deck. So, yeah, so finally, talking about the deck that I've been threatening to build for, like, decades... My Thide Thalid deck. It's a deck uh, headed by Gave, the Guru of Spores, because of color reasons, but also because it lets me play all the Thalids and fungi that I want. Yeah. Because fungus is like the one creature type that is also a food. <laughs> this entire deck, every single card in this deck, was picked specifically for its thematic use. Like, every card in this deck is food-based or makes a sapperling or a fungus, which we all know that the thalids are using to eat right? because they raise the saplings to eat them. and Or they're farm-based or harvest-based or uh, growth-based. And it's really, really cool. I love building this. Obviously, you have to start with the Elvish Farmer. The Elvish Farmer from Fallen Empire is a card that most of us kind of just threw away because we're like, what do you do with this guy? Because he lets you put spore counters on him, sacrifice saplings to gain life because you're eating the food you're growing. And... He's a farmer. He's like the only farmer in like magic, pretty much. <laughs> well, that's true, isn't it? I think there's like a hired farmhand or something somewhere. But basically, Elvish Farmer is it. He lives on the farmstead. He goes to his fungal plots, which is also in this deck, and he grows his sapperlings. <laughs> and you know what happens when he's growing his sapperlings? He casts second harvest so he can get more of them. Because sapperlings are only good when you have two coming. So in this deck, we've got all of the uh, doublers that we can have because they've all got really cool kind of food-based themes. I really wish that I could have put farm to market in here, but market was like a blue card. Otherwise, that would have been super amazing from uh, yep. Amalekhet block. But instead, I did get like all of the thalids to put in here and especially thorn thalid. Now, can you guess why I put thorn thalid in this deck? <laughs> because thorn thalid is a thalid shooter. Yep. Get it? It's like that device that was put out in the 90s. Oh my goodness. You did it. That you could uh, stick your carrots into and it would slice them up and shoot them into your salad bowl. <laughs> it's a thalid shooter. <laughs> I love this thing. Dude, I went to every dark pun I could find. You have no idea. And so, of course, on your fungal plot, you got to have growth. And so you got your rampant growth and your primal vigors and especially your explosive vegetation because you can't grow stuff if there aren't vegetables there. Wait, you said primal vigor? Yeah, primal vigor. <laughs> but, what is it? Look, man, I'm making a lot of tokens. It's vigorously growing. All right, all right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously, I spent a lot of time thinking about all the fungal sprouts and fung Golgari germinations and scattering the seeds. Now, in this deck, there are only two artifacts, Phil. Do you know what those two artifacts are? Those two artifacts are Phyrexian Altar, because you need a table to eat off of, and Soul Ring, because you can't grow plants without the sun. Very, very good. Oh, I love this. And... I also included a couple of devourers, like Michaeloth, who sits there and gives you uh, one green tapperling for every plus one, plus one counter on it. And he's got devour too, so he comes into play and eats all of your creatures to get plus ones on him. And because of uh, Gave and 
some of the other plus one, plus one doublers like Corpse Jack Menace, you can have gigantic Michaelots because what's the point of growing all this food if you're not going to eat it? <laughs> and then there's two songs in here. Now, you might be wondering, why are there songs in here? Because one of my favorite childhood stories ever is Frog and Toad Are Friends. And one of the short stories that's in Frog and Toad Are Friends is called The Garden, wherein Toad is sitting there bored in his house. And Frog says, why don't you go out and grow a garden? And Toad goes out and plants some seeds. And he's like, these seeds aren't growing. So he starts yelling at them. He starts singing to them. He starts playing instruments. He goes to bed and they grew. And so in honor of that beautiful book, I put in Song Frailies and Song of the Dryads. Because they both also have a good use in game and are also super flavored towards this delightful garden of salads that I've built here. <laughs> the overgrown estate, because you know what? All these plants are going to take over your house. Anyways, I think you guys are going to have a real good time with this deck. It actually plays really well. It's just super salads, super tokens, super uh, counters. I mean, basically, it's everything you would expect out of a Shivam deck. And... It's thematically beautiful. <laughs> this thing makes me so happy. And when in doubt, you can just like, you know, play Crater of Wind. <laughs> so everything you expect from a Shivam deck, including the dad jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. I had so much fun putting this together. Yeah, you did. That's cool. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna actually download it and play it with our patrons over the holiday season. Yeah, this is fantastic. I have a bunch of time off coming to me, and I'm definitely going to spend some time playing with the patrons. That sounds like a good time. Yep. There's one more card here. Oh, God. What did you put in here? And it's from Homelands. Oh, no. We, yes. And, <laughs> and watchers of our video have now, have already seen this as our video thumbnail. That's right. Feast of the Unicorn. Because if you're going to have a holiday meal, I mean, <laughs> you might as well be as horrible as you can, I guess, and eat the most beautiful thing in the universe. Master of Feast and Samai Healer are having themselves a party, and they decided to slay the one pearl unicorn that's just hanging out there. Just chilling out. Could there be a fouler act? No doubt the Baron knows of one. Autumn Willow. Uh, yeah, what can you say, right? There it is. It's such a gross card. <laughs> I mean, it does. it's okay, right? It's just like plus four plus O oh for four mana. It's, it's horrible for four mana. It's gross. Feast of the... Oh, it's a poor baked horse head. Unicorn head. Sure, why not? <laughs> hey, oh. they gave it a last meal. I think I'm going back to my side salad, oh. <laughs> to be honest. And your salad thuder? <laughs> Yeah, my salad shooters, <laughs> my salad spinners. That's beautiful. Uh. <laughs> well, we wanted to make sure that uh, we uh, at least included one holiday show, and this is it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, listeners, so oh, sorry. Good gracious. Listeners, you rock for hanging out with us so long. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us again. We hope you enjoyed this show as much as we did recording it because we uh, pretty obviously enjoyed it. My uh, my cheeks hurt from smiling so much, Shiva. <laughs> special special thanks to our patrons because obviously they gave us you know number of cards to talk about there including their own themes and without their continued support we could not do the show at the quality level that you're used to so please head on over to patreon.com slash commander at mtg or commander at mtg.com slash donations or gofundme and come hang out with us in our new discord channel 
If you want to join our Discord channel, we'll post a link periodically, but just ask us on Twitter or Facebook or wherever it is you do your social media, and uh, we'll send you a link directly. It'll be awesome. You can come join us. It'll be great. Yeah, it's been really active. It's been really fun, and I like it a lot. And so, uh, yeah, please come join us. We're always happy to talk about basically everything. Yep. And we are moving off of Facebook, so our $10 patrons now have a special channel that they can go to. Our other patrons, all of our patrons, now have access to a single channel as well. And uh, listeners also, come join us. We have a wide open channel just for you. Uh, It's just if you want the special access and we're a little bit more active with our patrons because they're, you know, they're helping us with the show. You can reach us by going to our website, commanderandmtg.com. Our email is cast at commanderandmtg.com. You can find us on all of the social medias by searching for Commander and MTG Podcast. Our theme song was created for the podcast by Nate Burgess. Our logo was created for the podcast by Mr. Picto with assistance from Kelly DeLuca. You can find more art from Mr. Picto by going to mrpicto.co.uk. Special thanks to tech whizzes Jesse Thompson and Graham Frank and to Justin for the server space. Commander and MTG Podcast is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy. It has not been approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Special thanks to Mike Condon, editor of the Brothers War Podcast, for the guitar version of our theme song, and viewers of our video series, which should be released any moment now, will get to hear the latest work by Mike Condon. So head on over to YouTube and look for our video series. We will label it as Brawlin' for the first season. I can't wait. Ah, You want to take us out, Shivam? Commander in MTG. Super sweet. Totally awesome. (laughs) But not really great at food. Not really great at food. Oh, God, that Samite healer is so gross. (laughs) You'll never see it the same way. Oh, God. You just wrecked one of my favorite old school cards. <laughs> oh, gross, gross, gross. He's now like Dexter or something. Yes, he is. <laughs> Commander in Sticky Sweet. Totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs>